Houses. Hi everybody, it's just Brian today. What's happening? Uh, if you are a uh, regular listener to our program, also, welcome to the program, uh, you will know that things have been a little bit wonky lately. Uh, we usually have our show come out on Sundays, but our last episode didn't come out until like the following Friday. This one's coming out a bit late too. Uh, Monday or maybe Tuesday, depending on when I get it up. So uh, I just want to let you know uh, that I'm dying. No, that's not true. I'm not dying. But I do have pneumonia, which is partially the reason why a lot of our episodes haven't been going up on time. I uh, recently um, went on a lovely trip uh, with my family to uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. We had a really good time. And on the way back, uh, uh, it was a road trip, so on our drive back, I was feeling quite sick, and I thought that I was car sick. Um, but once we got home, I continued to be sick, and a couple days later, realized that I wasn't car sick, so I went to the doctor and learned that the whole time I was suffering from pneumonia, walking pneumonia. I guess there's different kinds. So, um, I've been kind of sick in bed, uh, quite a bit in the last week or so. So I've been um, hacking up along and uh, sweating like a like a hoor in church, as they say. And uh, so anyway, I've been getting these up uh, as as much as 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 uh, promptly as possible. But I'm I've been taking my antibiotics like a good boy, and uh, I am definitely on the upswing. So hopefully we'll get uh, our uh, our shit together. Uh, but uh, today, I'd like to uh, try something a little bit different on our program. Rather than having the usual panel of podcasts, um, we're going to be doing this uh, podcast interview style. That's right, it's cat-like interviews, number one. And today, um, I searched, I, I scoured the globe to find this guest, and it turns out he shares an office with me. So he was actually right across the room. Um, I, I'd like you to uh, give a big podcast welcome to Joe Beausoleil from Flooded Studios. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well. See, this is just proof that what you're looking for is always in the last place that you look. Yeah, like on the other side of my other monitor. side of the globe. You know, I it, it was I went all the way around the world, but I went the other way. Ah, so I got like all right. the way around the world, and then boom, it was like right before I got back to my desk, it was like, and there he is. Yeah, you were looking with your man eyes. Y yes, probably. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I'm not just interviewing Joe because of his close proximity. Joe has a very interesting story to tell. Now, first of all, I want to let you know, uh, Joe and I are longtime friends. In fact, I think we're longest time friends. I think so. I think you're the first person I met that wasn't in my family. Yeah. Uh, Joe and I met when we were three years old. We're practically twins. Practically. I mean, I'm clearly the more handsome of the two, uh, and you're the evil one. But, um, but yeah, we met when we were three years old, um... Uh, down on Hugel Avenue in Midland, my family lived there at the time. Your aunt? Grandmother. Well, and aunt, yes. Oh, you're, oh okay. Yeah. They, both, they, they both lived there, yeah. I guess, two doors down. And when you're a little kid, anybody your age is like, you just latch on, right? And so we we played. I remember you being a little asshole. No. Ah, stealing my toy. I don't even know what it was. Uh, you, you probably didn't. That I, sounds like me. When you're, when you're three, just anything is just like a huge affront. As I'm learning as I have a three-year-old. <laughs> uh, and then Joe and I ended up going to the same elementary school, and so we've, and we've been friends ever since. And now um, we share an office here in downtown Midland. Uh, myself uh, with the, the podcast studio, I also do buttons and stuff. And Joe has a very successful graphic design business. Would you say that's true? 
I will not say it's not true. <laughs> He's very modest. <laughs> Uh, Joe, um, he, he's a graphic designer, but, uh, you have sort of a niche, right? Yeah, I, I, uh, when I started doing my own thing, I, I really kind of took a, a lean towards, uh, athletic apparel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, jocks, um... Ankle socks. Ankle socks. Yeah. Chaps. Mm -hmm. For cowboy... Yeah, finger sleeves. Finger sleeves, all yeah. those things. Yeah. That's right. No, Joe, uh, uh, what, what what was it that you specialized in at that time? Like you at the time, it was more softball and paintball jerseys. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it would, is there, how did you end up getting into that rather than like doing like websites and, I mean, you do that stuff too. I but. do that as well. Um, it kind of was, uh, you know, through connections and friends and, and knowing that that was a market and that was an industry that was available. Mm. Um, when I, I graduated college and I came back to Midland, um, that was just kind of the direction I took when I when I created the graphic design business. And uh, you are Flooded Studios. Correct. Why, why is it called Flooded Studios? That seems like an unusual name. Well, it uh, sadly stems from what it sounds like. Um, initially, my idea back when I was 17 was to do it as a recording studio, to mm. do... Uh, like amateur bands, high school bands, that kind of thing. Um, because myself being a musician, there was nowhere for people who didn't have lots of money to spend on studio time to go record. Uh, so I decided to do that. And it seems that every place I've lived has had water issues. Right, in the basement. In the whatever. basement. Uh, on so the main floor. It you were recording matter. in the basement. Oh, on the, on the ground floor. It didn't matter where I was recording. It seemed there was always water problems. Um, or where I was living. Mm -hmm. um, when I moved to Toronto for college, the building I was in there had water problems. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Then when I moved to the building during uh, second year into the apartment, that had water problems. So I did contemplate changing my company name to Bags of Money Studios and hoping that that would become a problem. Right, sure. But, you know. But where do you put them? That's right. Like, they're heavy. Hard in the pockets. Yeah. I hear you. So I stuck with, you know, what I knew and stuck with Flooded Studios. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. great. Um, and now, the, re the reason I wanted, I mean, it, all that is very interesting, but I wanted to interview you today for a specific project that you uh, were working on. And uh, now you are a fan of a certain uh, band. Would yes. you say that's correct? That, that's very correct. A certain band. Yes. Maybe you can tell everybody what band that is. Uh, it is not the Doodle Bops. No? Nope. Oh, they're badass. They are. Yeah, man. Yeah, that one song that they have mm -hmm. with the, the bippin' and the boppin'. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know they're Kiddios kids? They're not. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> okay. They're not. Remember Kiddio? <laughs> I do remember Kids Kiddio. can rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they... Fart. Like, <laughs> their kids would be the Doodle Bops, wouldn't mm -hmm. they? I guess they would be. Yeah. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's sidestep a little bit. Let's do that record scratch. <laughs> okay, so you're the band that you're a huge fan of. You have been a fan for a long time. For a number of years. Uh, I bought their, probably their second album uh, I bought on cassette. Uh, would have been the first album I bought from them. Uh, and it would be the Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band. Now, yes. some of you, like me, learning that Joe was a big fan of the Dave Matthews Band, uh, first of all, my first thought was, are they still a thing? Are they the Matthew Good Band? They are not the Matthew Good Band. Are they... <laughs> what's going on here? Did they... 
get murdered by, like, Kiddio? I don't know. Because uh, I remember them as, like, a 90s band. They had a big hit in the 90s. And then, like, for me, anyway, they just sort of disappeared into the 90s wasteland. But apparently, they're still around and doing good things, uh, which I was introduced to by you. Yes. And, um... So what, how, how do all right? Well, what is the the extent of your fandom? Do you just buy their albums on iTunes or no? I uh, as I say, the first album was cassette. Um, I my, I'm a drummer, uh, and the the style of playing that I do is a little bit of open hand drumming, which is something that Carter Beaufort, the Dave Matthews Band drummer, does, and it was inspired by his style. Uh, there was a time that I used to use his drumsticks just because they felt right, but also because of the tie-in and and you know. As a, a young, uh, young adult or late teen, you're easily influenced by product placement. Yeah, and that's not. I mean, you might think that's weird. If if you're not a musician, you might think that's weird. But like a kid would buy like, like a Jose Bautista bat. Mm -hmm. it doesn't make you better at batting, but it makes you feel like you're like your heroes, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, and so that was kind of where it started. Um, of course, buying their their cassettes, buying their CDs. Um, and and just being a fan, I would yeah. I bought uh, Carter's instructional video, and watched that almost till it stretched the tape completely out. Right. Right. VHS days. VHS days. Mm -hmm. Since then, I've bought the, the DVD version. Right. Uh, and doesn't fit in the same machine. Though. It doesn't. Oh. No, but it makes a great sandwich. Oh, that's mm -hmm. good. You put it in the toaster first. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so well, what is it that you like about the Dave Matthews Band so much? Because a lot of people, like I said, they're just like, Dave Matthews Band still around? But obviously they have a pretty hardcore following. They've got a, a very strong following, and I think it's the the breadth of music that they, they offer. It's not rock, it's not pop. Um, you know, there are elements of bluegrass, jazz, funk. It's just, uh, again, as a musician, I appreciate the musicality of it. Um, and later on in the years, more recently having met some of the members of the band, they're just really good guys. Hmm. Um, you know, the, People respond to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you can see it. Um, their, their violinist, Boyd Tinsley, is always smiling, hmm. on stage and off stage. Um, that you just feed off of them, whether it's in the audience or whether you just listen to the music. You can tell that they, they feel it. Yeah. Uh, now, some of you listening to this uh, might be wondering, Brian, what the hell are you doing talking to a graphic designer about the Dave Matthews Band? Uh, well, Joe, you have a unique connection to the Dave Matthews Band that most people wouldn't have. Yes. Uh, Carter Buford, who is the drummer, the drummer of yep. the Dave Matthews Band, who some people always, I've heard people describe him as like the coolest guy in music. Like he's just like a cool dude, plays the drums. Blows uh, bubbles while he does it. Does he blow bubbles? He's chewing gum, doing drum solos, blowing bubbles. Wow. Yeah. I have to concentrate and just doing blowing bubbles while doing nothing else. Yeah. Like, nothing at the same time. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, and, and so would you say he's a... You're, you're a fan? You're a, Absolutely. You're, he's, he's one of my biggest musical influences. Yeah. And so why don't you tell everybody what, what you did next? Okay. Well, uh, as we mentioned earlier... Uh, I design athletic apparel, and knowing full well that Carter wears jerseys, being a fan, of course, I've I've watched the DVDs and the videos and and uh, the been to uh, live shows, been to live shows, the stuff on YouTube. Um, knowing that he wears jerseys, I thought I'm going to make one for myself, with you know Beaufort on the back, and it 
uh, with his number on the back and, and just kind of tailor it to myself so I can wear it, promote my company a little bit. Sure. Um, but also show that I'm a fan. In the process of me designing this jersey, I thought, why not make one for Carter? Sure. You know, the, the question then became, how on earth are you going to get it to him? You know, yeah. this this is a pipe dream. These guys Because, I mean, you're, you're not connected to the band in any way. Like, you don't no, know them. At this point, all I am is a fan. You're just a fan from, from Ontario. That's just right. a guy, and you just made a shirt, and you want to give it to Carter Buford from the Dave Matthews band. Right. How the hell do you do that? Yeah. Well, so now what? So I, I make the jersey, and, uh, you know, I, I post on Twitter and uh, Facebook. I tag some of the musicians in the band who are active on social media. And I request, you know, let me, uh, you know, help me get connected with Carter. Let's introduce this to Carter. Let's see if he can get the jersey. And uh, this would have been in early 2013 that I did this. Because I uh, managed to uh, get the jersey to Carter in a roundabout way. And it was through meeting uh, their sax player, Jeff Coffin. Oh, okay. They were playing a show, uh, Jeff rather, was playing a show with the Triodes who was a band out of Toronto, um, some very, very talented jazz musicians. And uh, they were playing a, a gig at the Orbit Room. And uh, so I went to the show, as I would have anyhow, to go see them, but I brought the jersey with me. And after the show, I walked up and I was chatting to Jeff for a little bit. and I uh, you know, shook his hand, said, thanks for the great show, this was really entertaining, and I turned around and walked away. You walked away? I walked away. I couldn't, I didn't want to be, <coughs> excuse me, I didn't want to be that guy. I hear you. Who goes up to a musician and says, you really rock, but the other guy in the band rocks more. Right, okay. Right? So I kind of was just like, no, I, I, I kind of... You didn't want to betray your polite Canadian roots. Sure, yeah. let's go with that. Um, so I, I turned around and walked away, and he started talking to somebody else, and I thought, Joe, this is your only chance to make this happen. The show is tomorrow, so let's... Let's try. So I turned around and I Cut said... Cut the shit, Joe. Exactly. Shit or get off the pot. Just fucking do it. Do it. Fuck. What's the matter with you? Is that what went on in your head? Essentially, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a much more attractive voice than yours, but that's, you know... Just fucking do it, Joe. <laughs> it wasn't that one either. Oh, but sorry. That I would have left and gone straight home. Ah. Um, so, I turned around, I kept talking with Jeff for a little bit, and I said to Jeff, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm gonna... I said, Why I, not? I made this jersey, I made one for myself, and I made one for Carter. Uh, would you mind giving it to him? Now, the reason I was apprehensive about that is musicians, like, it's not their job to, they're not couriers. It's not their job to deliver stuff to the other guys in the band. They're not mailmen. Right, exactly. Sure. Fair enough. Um, and, and when Jeff was playing that night and when the band plays every night, they're doing their job. You know, and so... That's why I was kind of hesitant to do it, but Jeff said, uh, you know, sure, let me see it. And I showed him, and he seemed to be really, really pumped on it. Right. He thought it was cool, and uh, so I gave him a business card, and I gave him the jersey, and he left. I went my way, he went his, and so the next day they played at the uh, the Molson Amphitheater oh, yes. in Toronto. So I wear my jersey proudly, and I go, and I'm chatting with the, with the crowd outside while well, we're all lining up outside the venue. And people are going, where'd you get that jersey? I said, oh, I designed it. You know, the whole the whole spiel. And uh, I said, keep your eyes out. There's a chance Carter may wear his tonight. Uh -huh. Because I gave it to Jeff the night before. And so the gate's open. We go in. I'm pumped. I'm third from the rail. Carter walks out in a jersey. 
and it's not mine. Not yours. So, you know, I was kind of bummed, but then, you know, I, I started thinking about it. Maybe it didn't fit. Sure. Maybe he didn't like it. Maybe. Um, maybe Jeff was kind of like, sure, I'll give it to him, dude. But then right, he was he like, washed his no. car with it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, maybe he wanted to wash it first. Sure. Before he wore it. Anyway, regardless. There are many reasons why he may not have worn it. Exactly. And I accepted that. But, so, this particular jersey actually had the skyline of Toronto on the back. Mm-hmm. So, my, in my mind, it was, he's either going to wear it in Toronto or never. Right. Because you wouldn't go to another venue and wear a Toronto skyline. Yeah. So, fine. No problem. I wore mine. I still enjoyed the show. I went home slightly, you know, bummed, I suppose, but not disappointed, not defeated. And then fast forward a few weeks later, and uh, I, I'm crashing at a friend's place in Toronto because I was doing a, um, an extra. I was in a, in a video shoot uh, for another band, actually, and I was just an extra in the video. And it was about 3 a.m., and I look on Twitter, and I see a picture that Jeff Coffin has posted, again, the sax player, of the crowd from the night they were playing in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. And Carter happened to be in the picture wearing my jersey. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I lost my mind. I know. I remember. But it's 3 in the morning, and I can't yell. I can't tell anybody. So I just kind of screamed out loud on social media. Yeah. Um, and maybe laughed a little bit maniacally. <laughs> Uh, so I did a little research, and it turned out that was maybe the third time he had worn the jersey. Oh. But I just never seen a picture of it before. Right. At that point, I was I was satisfied. Right. He wore my jersey. What more can I ask for? What more? There's more. There's more. There's a lot more. <laughs> yes. So. Now hold on before you, before yeah. you get get on to what more. Um, you were a fan of Dave Matthews Band. Does this feel like to you like you know that 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 painting in the Sistine Chapel of like God and man and their hands are just touching. Like, is that how you feel right now? Like you've just sort of like, I was, I was up there for sure. Like the clouds, cloud nine was way below me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like at that point, when you see your musical idol wearing something that you created for him, Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's a lot of kind of excitement that, yeah, that comes up from that for sure. Yeah. And now, this jersey that he was wearing, like, did he wear it, he wore it fairly often? Relatively. He, I think he wore it more than half a dozen times that tour, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I gave it to him, I think we're already close to the halfway mark of the tour. Okay. Uh, so for the number of shows that were left, he did wear it quite often. Yeah. But that's not where the jersey story ends, right? No, it actually... Uh, it so what happened next? Continued. Um, so shortly after, because of the jersey, I had made some connections with... Uh, whether it was friends or family of the crew or the band. Um, Just through social, social media? Social yeah. media, exactly. Social media, yeah. That one, yeah. yeah. Um, and I became, or I, I got in contact with, with Henry, who is actually Carter's drum technician. Oh, okay. So what does a drum technician do? Uh, he sets up the kit. He puts new skins on it. Uh just make sure it's He's like a drum, drum mechanic. It, exactly. He's like a, a race mechanic. car mechanic, but for drums. Yes. Okay. Because um, Carter can't do all that every day. That's right. Okay, fair and, and because they do have a rehearsal kit, which is in one of the other rooms okay. of, the, of the venue, plus the live kit. And his live kit is lo- very large. Um, in fact, if you go to uh, Buddy. you can see the layout of the kit. 
Oh, wow. Uh, again, talking about social media and connections we made, mm-hmm. um, I've made friends with a, a gentleman named Justin, and he is the one that does the kit layout oh. diagrams uh, of the kit. And he started again, as I believe, as a fan, who was just notating what the kit layout was. Uh, and, and since then, actually, the Dave Matthews Band website uses his diagram wow. uh, to as show reference to the, of the kit. Wow. Uh, that's how accurate and and kind of. Um, so these are the guys that you've buddied up with on social media. That's right. And then who are just fans? They're just fans. Yeah. And one's the drum tech, and now you know this. So now you know the the guy who knows. You're like two degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? From Carter Buford, right? Yeah. Okay. So so in talking to Henry, um, he was gracious enough to meet with us. Um, my girlfriend and I we went down to see a show. And he was gracious enough, to, gracious enough to meet with us before the show. So I took it as another opportunity to create another couple of jerseys. Sure. So I made three more jerseys for him. and uh, All different designs? All different designs, different than the first one again. And when we met Henry, I gave them to him and I said, Hey, these are for Carter. If you'd like to wear them sometime, cool. Again, at this point, I'm still blown away that he wore one of my jerseys. Yeah. And I didn't want to be like, Oh, well, he wore one, so he should wear them all. Sure. But... But fortune favors the bold, right? Right. So I, I made them anyway, and, and I thought, let's just see what happens. And uh, Henry says, oh, I think he was going to wear the red one tonight, which was the original one that I gave him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got excited. Um, Pam and I went out into the, the crowd. Pam is your Pam is my girlfriend. Yeah. We went out into the crowd uh, after Henry gave us kind of a tour of the drum set and some other things. So we uh, stood in the crowd, and out comes Carter, and he's not wearing the red one that Henry thought he was going to wear. He, in fact, put on one of the brand new ones that we had just brought in. So he had only had the jerseys for 20 minutes. Whoa. And he and just he, was like, fuck yeah. That one. I'm putting it on. Nice. So he walked out wearing a brand new jersey. So here's where I sound ungrateful. I had never seen him wear that first jersey before. You wanted to see it. I wanted to see the jersey that started it. That is kind of ungrateful. I know. I know. <laughs> and he walked out wearing another one. And I was like, drat. But that's pretty awesome. But it was wicked. I because mean, he must have been feeling great. Oh, because it was one of my jerseys, and we were so close to the rail. Yeah. That I could see it right up close. And you could take your own pictures, probably. That's right. right? Exactly. Yeah. I could take my pictures of him wearing it, and um, it was amazing. So as it continued on throughout that tour, he wore the three new ones that I gave him, um, as well as the initial one that I had done. In. So he had four of your jerseys. He had four of my jerseys. What would he wear if, when he wasn't wearing your jerseys? What was he wearing? Uh, he would wear some... Uh, some Always other, a jersey, though. Always a jersey. He would wear um, some Nike jerseys, Under Armour, uh, the uh, Charlottesville, am I getting that right? Spiders uh, jersey. Oh, okay. Um, which was, I believe, his... Uh, the team he played on... Um, Okay. In Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay, yeah, yeah. I believe. Um, but he's wearing, these are off the rack. These are not custom designed. As far they? as I know. Right. Uh, the, the the number five jersey may be custom for him. Sure. Because he wore the white one and the red one and the black one quite often. Right. Um, but as far as I know, most of what he wears on the regular mm-hmm. are not custom jerseys. Right. But he's been wearing jerseys since day one, so sometimes, you know, he would get custom jerseys, of course. Whether sure. it be fans like myself give him one or whatnot. I would imagine most fans don't have the ability or facility to make jerseys for Carter. Like perhaps, but I, mean, you know, I, I like, think you could you could go and purchase. Well, that's true. A that's pre-made true. jersey and have them and put get his a name number on it. Or okay, okay, right. Um, 
So I did that. I, I believe the the Toronto show was on a Tuesday night. Um, and this is not being me being neurotic. There's reason for me remembering the night. Okay. Because yeah, on, definitely Tuesday. Definitely, definitely Tuesday. Tuesday. Right before Wapner. <laughs> yeah. So on the Friday, I get a call from Henry telling me that they'd like to hire me for some more jerseys. Whoa. So I went from giving him one as a pipe dream to delivering three more on this crazy backstage pass for right. Henry to four days later them calling me to order jerseys and hire me, you know, to, to design something. Commissioning you to make Essentially, custom jerseys yes. just for him. Yeah. That's amazing. And how did you, I mean, how did that make you feel, right? Uh, I probably, at the time, did not have words for it. <laughs> you know, it uh, it was hard to play it cool when the phone rang and I realized who it was. Yeah. Um, I imagine, yeah. So I, I designed a couple of concepts and some back and forth with Henry and I, and we picked four jerseys of the designs that I did, and we made those happen. And them off to them, and he wore them quite often, right through the the tour and tour heavy rotation. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how when you go to a show like now you've been to different shows where he's wearing your jerseys, yes. he, not just that one Toronto show, but right. you've been to they do a big show in uh, in the Gorge, the Gorge, which yeah. is in uh, uh, just near Seattle, near just outside of yeah. Seattle is a big sort of looks like the Grand Canyon kind of yeah. gorge. What's it called? The it's just called the, the Gorge, the Gorge. Yeah. Doesn't have a fancy nope. name. Oh. Unless you, the gorge. The gorge. Yeah, then it's got a fancy name. It sounds like a like a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you visit the gorge. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so you've seen you've seen the up close. Yes. Uh, at shows, How, does that change the way that you enjoy the show? Absolutely. Is it is it better or worse? Like, are you is it better because you're like, oh my god, I'm part of it, or is it worse because you're so distracted? I think initially, um, initially it definitely made the show kind of over the top. Sure. I think I was listening less to the music and just watching Carter move with my, <laughs> with my jersey on. Um, but now, again, I've, as you mentioned, I've seen them more and more since. Mm -hmm. um, so the shock has worn off. Exactly. Okay. The the awe and the pride has not worn off. Right. But the shock of it has. Sure. Um, that's not to say that it's expected. No, of course not. But it's not a shock. Like, oh, he, he wore another shirt. Yeah. Like, he, of course he did. He ordered them. Like, right. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and have you have you had any orders since then? Yeah, we've, we've done uh, actually quite a bit of work back and forth now. Mm -hmm. um, the total, as of today, um, is 20 jerseys. He's that, ordered 20 of your jerseys. That's right, including the ones that I had given him right. initially. Um, but he has a total of 20 of my designs. That's great. Yeah. And, that, and, that, I mean, and that didn't stop there because uh, a little while back, as I recall, the, uh, a certain uh, late-night talk show host yes. who also is not a mailman but has a name like one, David Letterman, yes. uh, is retiring from television and you might ask yourself what does this have to do with our story right uh but maybe you could tell people what it has to do with it so the dave matthews band their first television appearance was on letterman's show letterman's night show um and so now with uh, with the late show they were doing a legends on letterman series it was like the week before he retired like the exactly. week of his retirement mm -hmm. So all the every all the eyes are watching Letterman. Yeah. Everyone wants to see his final week. 
and he's doing this big concert series. That's right. Yep, the Legends on Letterman, and so he, uh, the Dave Matthews Band, is announced that they're going to play on it. It's, apparently, Dave is a big fan. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, David Letterman uh, just is a fan of drums in general. Oh, okay. Um, every season he has Drum Week, where he just Whoa. features drummers every night of the show for that week. Nice. Um, from you know very uh, well-known bands. So uh, my friend Brian had suggested, not Brian who was interviewing me, but... Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, 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 a different Brian. That's right. Uh, Dave Matthews fan Brian. Right. Uh, had mentioned the idea of doing a jersey uh, for Carter for that night. Uh, as a, just as a, especially for that show. For, especially for the Letterman show. Um, being you know, so close to retirement and, uh, as, as Dave Matthews put it, as kind of a set of bookends. Right. on the career because they started their first appearance on there and they were one of the last bands to play mm. on Letterman's show. So we uh, we talked a little bit, Brian and I, about doing this jersey and I, I designed one um, for Carter to wear. And again, it was kind of a almost an afterthought, why don't we make one for David Letterman as well as a right. as a parting gift. Why not? Um, so we, we did that up and... And uh, once Carter actually got wind that this jersey was coming for Letterman, he wanted to deliver it to Letterman himself. Whoa. So we uh, we worked together uh, with Brian, and Brian made sure the jerseys made it to the Letterman show. I remember, uh, I since I share an office with you, I, I hear a lot of these conversations, and I remember it was sort of like... Uh, you weren't sure if they were going to get there in time, right? Because of the production time of the sh- like, it takes time for them yep. for to shirts to be to be made, and it takes time to get them shipped across the border mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And there was and, an issue with shipping for these ones. That's right. There was a yeah, uh, there was a delay by about two days. It only had about a four day window. Yeah, and and I mean, and I mean, it, it was pretty precarious. Like these may not have made it. Yeah, and uh, but they made it to Brian. They made it to Brian. Brian made sure they made it to Henry. Um, and to Carter directly, and uh, so during the taping of the show, um, they they did their little couple of songs that they do for the for the live portion. So the actual the actual show. The actual show itself. They also did a performance. Right. I think an hour long or forty five minute long performance. But they did a couple songs right on the on the, the actual Dave show. Exactly. Um, and after the show, uh, David Letterman came out to shake hands and thank them for coming on, and looked directly at Carter and said, "Hey, where did you get that shirt?" Nice. And uh, it had just happened. I was at a gig that night, but I got home about 15 minutes before that happened. Nice. So I managed to make it to the TV and watch that. And how did you feel when Dave pointed it out? The feeling I had from that night was very similar to the first time I ever saw Carter wear one of my jerseys. That's amazing. Um, because this isn't just you know, a, a musician wearing my jersey. This is one of the late night legends on a, not only that, but on a, I mean, it would have been good at any time, mm-hmm. but especially that week when Dave was retiring, it, people who hadn't watched in years came out of the woodwork because they wanted to watch him for the last time. So, like, the numbers are huge. Everyone is watching mm-hmm. this show, not just in United States and Canada, but probably other places too, like on the internet, like mm-hmm. all the clips and everything. So, like, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. It's, it's so he points out to he points out to Carter and says, "Hey, where'd you get that shirt?" Right. And then what? Carter stands up. With the shirt. And is showing off the shirt. And is showing off the one for Letterman. Yeah. Um, hands it to, to Dave Matthews, where Dave Matthews kind of opens it up and shows it to, to Dave Letterman. Yeah. Of course, for all the world to see. Yeah. And uh, there was 
such an immense amount of pride on my end just to see the jersey on television. And they were, like, really into it. They were yeah. like, check it out, Dave! Yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, now they weren't actually to, able to give it to him on air. Not on air, right? no, that's correct. Because there was just, like, a... Well, Dave actually, or Dave Letterman mm-hmm. was so excited to have the band on, he actually asked them to play another song. Yeah. So he said, so can, can we me- get another messed song? messed up the, the, the gifting. Right. There. But he did receive it. He did receive it. And it was on TV. So that was kind of the the uh, the exchange, we'll say, yeah. for the Letterman show. And after you came to <laughs> yes, and lifted yourself off the floor, what... What was the aftermath of that? Were people calling you? Or I had tons of, of social media requests, uh, direct messages, emails, people trying to get a hold of those jerseys. Right, but, um, but you can't sell them, can you? That's correct, because of trademark issues and, and legal... It's one thing to give it as a gift, but you can't sell them, say, online. Right, to give them as a gift to the person who owns the copyright. Right, that's exactly right. I think it is... So this copyright... In that case, there was a copyright issue with Dave Matthews Band logos, right. but also... Also the, the Late, late Show. show right. CBS owns all that, I right. guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course, you can't just be like, sure, here you go. Exactly. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it's the downside of it all. Right. Is that all of these jerseys that I've done, the, the 20, including the Letterman jersey, all have um, items that I'm not allowed to retail. Right. But as it was with the first jersey, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the job. It was it about was the... It was the fact that I admired this musician so much that I wanted him to have one of my jerseys. Right. And it's just snowballed. And it snowballed from there because now, I mean... Now he's he's wearing them in regular rotation. Mm-hmm. H- how many people go to a Dave Matthews like on tour? Do you know like how many people? Venues vary. I think for the most part, they're somewhere around capacities around fifteen thousand average for the venue. Like how many shows do they do on a tour? Like uh, they're one of the top grossing tours or something. Uh, like they ha- they have been for seven or eight years recently. Like I mean I. Yeah. I like I said, I forgot about them after the 90s, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people did, but they've just sort of been working under the radar. Non-stop. Like, yeah. if you're a part of that community, they're huge, yeah. but if you're not, it, it surprises people to learn they're one of the largest touring acts in the mm-hmm. world, I think. Yeah. And now they're all looking at your jersey. I mean, yeah. they don't go there to see your jersey, no. I understand, but they are seeing it, and just like you are idolizing Carter and his jerseys, well, now people are still doing that but looking at your right. your art. Yeah. Like, and this isn't just... You didn't just buy this at, at Walmart and send it off in an envelope. Like, you... What, what, okay, just because I want to talk about it. When you design jerseys for Carter, mm-hmm. how do you start? Like, do you start with a, a blank piece of paper? Essentially like? that. I have uh, just a blank piece of paper that I draw kind of a rough shape of a, a shirt. Sure. Um, and from there, I have you know a set of markers. Yeah. Some pens, and I just start doodling. And for the uh, the revision that I mentioned earlier, where they ordered four shirts, I must have done twenty-five or thirty kind of mock-ups doodles or, or mock-ups yeah. or sketches. Uh, and then from there, of course, I refine them, and that's kind of the creative process for anything. Sure, yeah. Uh, but I mean, do you like? I know you you've said before how uh, certain because you never you still haven't met Carter. True. You've never met him, yeah. but you do know an awful lot about him, just from reading, reading, yes. from reading. Like, like yeah. you have a Wikipedia knowledge of him. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you're, 
uh, you're not going through his garbage or anything. No, right? just no, me, but no. You, you do know more about him than maybe the average person on the street. Perhaps, yes. And I know that you've based some of your designs on things you know about him. Right. Like uh, that well, design with the dancer and the... Well, I guess that's the... The fire dancers are logo, but um, they're... The king, the, is it the... Uh, uh, Leroy. With, right. So their initial sax player, uh, the founding member of the band, or one of the founding members, uh, had passed away a number of years ago. And uh, knowing that he and Carter were friends as, as kids, uh, I thought I would take some of the artwork from that Dave Matthews had done from one of the albums and put that the face of, of um, Leroy on Carter's heart. Oh, that's nice. You know, kind of tie it into right. uh, to kind of paying homage to him mm -hmm. as a musician, but also as a friend. And uh, so there, we did that. I did that for the first jersey. And being a Canadian designer, I also put a maple leaf on the right sleeve with a fire dancer over the maple leaf. So the, set, the batch of three jerseys that I brought them the second time, I'd actually removed the maple leaf and the fire dancer and removed the illustration from, from Carter's Heart just because I thought, oh, they probably don't want the same G over yeah. and over again. But <coughs> excuse me. when I did get the call again from Henry, he requested via Carter that he wanted those things back on. He wanted those really? elements on the jersey. The Maple Leaf as well. The Maple Leaf Even as though, well. Uh, he's not Canadian. He's not Canadian, nope. But, nope, but it was one of the design elements, I guess, that he liked like. from the first jersey. Well, that's true. Uh, and that has carried on through all of the jerseys we've done now. Yeah. Is uh, we've got Leroy on, on the, the heart and the Maple Leaf, which actually is part of what's getting the recognition. We're talking about, um, you and I talked before we started recording, about things that people recognize, you know, right. brand... Um, items that people kind of see, sure, and that's part of what people are when they Inclu message, including me. your your logo, for including that matter, my logo, actually, which yes. is was al also included at the sort of the bottom tag at the the bottom tag and on the left sleeve. Oh, that's right, on yeah. the left sleeve. So, but the uh, some of the message I get on social media when when they're doing live shows is the show starts, Carter walks out, people see my maple leaf on the sleeve and immediately recognize it as a flooded studios jersey. Wow, which is fantastic. Um, it it uh, it's cool that people are seeing that and are messaging me and sending me pictures of the show. That's only been on for fifteen minutes at this point. Right. But they're emailing me and texting me and and sending me photos of the jersey. Yeah. Uh, so I can see what's going on. Now the Dave Matthews Band fan community is pretty tight. Yes. Uh, how how have they those that know that you are involved with the jerseys? How do they react when they find out? When they find out, like you're like, "Hi, I'm Joe, and I make jerseys." Do they kind of? Oh, it's it's fantastic. The yeah. response is great. Of course, the first question is, "How can I buy one?" Right, and you say you can't. You can't, but you know, thanks for asking. Right. Um, and and kind of the automatic response is, "I can't sell them to you, but if you're really interested in them, contact the merchandise people or contact management, sure, and just show that you're interested in it." Right. Um, if enough people show interest, perhaps it may be something that there's that opens up a communication between sure. merchandise and management, and who knows what the future holds with that. Yeah, and all this started because you just said like I'm going to make myself a shirt. Yeah, and what? What? Why not? You yeah. said, I, I noticed you've said that several times mm -hmm. in this interview. You just say, "Well, why not?" And and there you go, right? Like yeah. it's pretty amazing. Now a little. Postscript to this is that recently you made a new friend <laughs> on uh, on social media. 
Oh uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you from my perspective here for a second how, how this went down. Uh, our in our office, our desks face each other, so we face each other, but our our monitors are in the way. So if we want to talk to each other, you just sort of like straighten your spine, and you can see the other guy. And we were in here late one night, and uh, Joe says, "Oh my god! Oh my god! No!" No! And I'm thinking, like, what's going on over there? He's like, I gotta sh- you, I'll, I'll send you-, you just, just come over here and see this! So I came over, and you showed me something. What did you show me? Well, what I do every once in a while is I'll go on Instagram and Twitter, and I will search for um, Dave Matthews Band photos, uh, hashtag Carter Beaufort, and just see what's out there. Just so I can see if I can find some cool pictures of my jerseys that I don't have, or- or different vantage points, whatever else. Sure. And there was one that, that had come up, and it was a shot that was taken as Carter walked towards the drum set, but it was taken from on the stage. So it's not a fan in the stands. No, exactly. It's somebody who's on stage, kind of backstage, and I, I commented that it was a great shot, and, uh, you know, it's one of my custom jerseys. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, the original poster replied with, that's really cool. Let's uh, let's chat. I wouldn't mind getting a jersey made for my band, insert name here, mm-hmm. with my name on the back. And that would be what kind of instigated the or initiated the, the yeah. actions that Brian just described. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I gave him my um, address on Facebook so we could chat on there because it's a little easier to message. Yeah. And it turns out it is uh, Dax Nielsen, who is the drummer from Cheap Trick. Nice. So we started chatting two weeks ago, I suppose, mm-hmm. and uh, we started talking about some jerseys and whatnot, and it just so happened they were playing in Toronto last week. So we met up last week, and we chatted a little while, and we hung out for a bit after the show, and uh, whether it's about jerseys or whether it was about music, we just kind of got along very well. Yeah. And it was neat to chat with another musician who we were brought together Simply because I made that one jersey back in 2013 yeah. for Carter. I mean, that's the power of art, right? I mean, Absolutely. You, you put it out there and you don't know how the world is going to react mm-hmm. when you put it out. And, and some people listening might even say, like, well, it's just a, a shirt or mm-hmm. whatever. But, I mean, that's that's your art. That's how you express yourself. And, and you put yourself out there. Yeah. And all these great things are happening to you because of it. I think there's a good lesson to be learned there. Well, and I, I'm super uh, honored or flattered in that I haven't heard any real negative stuff yet. Right. No like, one's you know, like, your, your shirt's a shit. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's always that opportunity for people to to rag on it, whether they actually don't like it or whether it's just because it's not theirs. Right. Or because they're on the internet. Yeah. You know, it's easy to, yeah. it's easy to say something is garbage when you're just typing. Yeah. Um, but the response has been amazing all around. Yeah. So what's next for, for the Flooded Studios? I don't know yet. There's there's lots of opportunities. Um, I would love to you know attract some more musicians. Sure. Uh, of course, athletes with the the softball and, and paintball. Um, if anyone listening to this needs some custom designed jerseys, it's true for sports or drumming. I guess. Yeah, drumming. Uh, I've done angling jerseys. Oh yeah. Uh, what, softball, paintball. Yeah. Yeah. Also, tra- traditional graphic design. Right, so, traditional graphic so design. So if you, I, I mean, I'm going to post some pictures of your of the the, the Carter Buford jerseys uh, associated with this post. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go and check it out, uh, you'll you can see them. And if you like what you see, just give Joe a call. He's a pretty cool dude, 
and uh, pretty amenable to to pretty much whatever. Um, uh, is there a band that you would refuse to do jerseys for? The Doodle Bops. You wouldn't do a jersey. <laughs> I would do jerseys for the Doodle. No, Bops. I would totally. They're children. They're practically children. Like the Eagles or something. You'd be like, no, to hell with you, Eagles. Would you? Would you not? No, I, I think I. You know, I don't know why I even said the Eagles. It was a band know. that just came to popped into my head there about it. Uh, no, I don't think there would be anybody that I would say no to. And bands like the Doodle Bops actually would probably be a lot of fun because <laughs> I could do bright colors and crazy things. So I don't. But think I don't think Marilyn Manson is buying a, a jersey anytime soon. Probably unless he wants a black jersey. That'd be all right. Yeah. 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 Well, Joe. Thank you for chatting with me today. Thank you, Brian. This is a really cool story, and I'm I'm you're my you're a very long time and close personal friend of mine, and I'm proud of you. And I wanted people to know this story because I think people are like on social media and like around town. Like I think people are getting bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. Like Joe is doing like shirts or something. Like if they, they don't, it, it's easy to do that sometimes on social media. And I wanted to get it all down in one place here. So well, I appreciate that. It's so uh, so Joe Beausoleil, floodedstudios.com. You can check him out on all manner of social media. Yeah, and, uh, flooded uh, studios on Twitter, on Twitter, on Instagram, Instagram, the whole shebang. Yeah. So uh, check him out. Uh, and uh, if you have any questions for Joe uh, regarding this, uh, anything you talked about in the podcast today, get in touch with us. You can uh, comment right here on this post if you're on the website. You can send an email to info at catlikereflexes.com, especially if it's private. Uh, or you can get in where the action is. You can follow us on Twitter at CRPodcast. That's where all the action is. Uh, also, you can follow Joe on Twitter at Flooded Studios. And, uh, of course, you can find all the info about Catlike Reflexes and our shows over at catlikereflexes.com. And uh, please, let us know what you think. Um, maybe you have some questions for Joe. Maybe you have some comments of your own about Dave Matthews' band. Maybe you think we're both assholes and you just want to tell us because it's the internet and that's what it's for. Uh, definitely come by, check all that stuff out. And, um, and you know what? Just put it out there, man. Just put it out there. Just put it out there. That's one thing that I've learned... Uh... A good friend of mine had said it just recently, and it's kind of the truth. Just put it out there because you don't know what is going to happen. It sounds like a fortune cookie, but it's true. Yeah, just because it, it's a cookie don't mean it ain't true. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and uh, go listen to some Dave Matthews Band. The music at the beginning and ending of this episode of Cat Like Reflexes was Super Stand-In by Pottington Bear from their album, Driving. I found their music on gemendo.com, and so can you. Or you can check out the link on our website, catlikereflexes.com.